Well, there's a lot of benefits. I wouldn't say there's just one benefit. And one of the main benefits, which we'll talk about later, is also one of the main negatives, but climate control. So if it's thundering out, I don't go running in two conditions, thunder and lightning and ice, because neither of those will end well for me. So if it's bad weather, inclement weather, treadmill's great. So here's the question, how do runners like us remain active, get stronger, and heal from injuries without being told to stop running and create a healthy life for ourselves so we can continue to hit PRs well into our 40s and 50s? This is the question, and this podcast is the answer. My name is Dr. Dwayne Scotty, physical therapist, running coach, and creator of Spark Physical Therapy, where we help active adults be able to run without aches and pains so you can feel good about yourself again. Welcome to the Healthy Runner Podcast. All right, we are live, and thank you for tuning in to episode 84 on the Healthy Runner Podcast. And we are talking all about treadmill running with our resident treadmill guru on our Healthy Runner coaching team, Coach Cat. What's going on, Coach? Welcome to the show. Hello, everyone. All right, guys. So on my treadmill. Surprise. You're on your treadmill. So those of you who are not watching the video version of this, Coach Cat is so talented. She is going to do this whole <laughs> podcast episode while she is walking on the treadmill. So if you want to check out the video version, check it out in our Healthy Runner Facebook group or the Spark Your Training YouTube channel. Um, I'm excited for this episode because we always, always get questions about, can I run on the treadmill? Um, should I get a treadmill? How do I get my run in when weather is bad, uh, when it's starting to get dark outside, when it's starting to get cold, how can I continue to get my runs in? And these are questions that honestly, people in our community have been asking for years now. And I'm really excited to do this episode because I know you are super passionate about this topic, Coach Cat. And <laughs> what we're going to do and, and some of the questions we're going to actually address today are, you know, what are the different types of treadmills? What are the benefits of running on a treadmill? Is it bad to run on a treadmill? Are there drawbacks? Um, why does it feel harder to run on a treadmill? Do you need specific shoes to run on a treadmill? Uh, yeah, these are all ones that we've, we've gotten in our community, and we're really excited to kind of answer these for you guys here today. And if you guys haven't realized, let's just say this is kind of your beginnings of, you know, listening to the Healthy Runner podcast or checking out some of the lives in our Healthy Runner Facebook group community. Um, Coach Cat is actually the most listened to guest on the Healthy Runner podcast. This is actually officially your fifth time on the show. And which is like, amazing a couple of them weren't planned right <laughs> we had a couple ones that you jumped in but two important episodes that i think i really want to reference and this is how i think about this guys as we continue to build kind of our knowledge and get smarter as runners 
Um, I like to kind of keep everything in context and also reference you to previous episodes that we've done. So two really, really popular ones and important ones um, was Coach Cat came on in episode 15, all the way back in episode 15, and talked about kind of a guide to running for beginners. So for those of you who are just starting out, you're definitely going to want to check out episode 15. If you're listening to this in Facebook, just put beginner runner in the comment box. I will shoot you the replay of that video and of that blog. Um, that one was a, a in-depth kind of written out blog that we did. And then the other one is because Coach Cat is like, she's a specialist of everything, right? Treadmills, like 5K. And that's one of the things that, you know, we're, we're going to talk about as far as you being our 5K, couch to 5K um, you know, specialist, um, we talked about some tips for 5k running and training for a 5k. And that was all the way back in episode 29. So if you guys want that episode, just type in 5k blog into the comment box. I'll shoot you that one. But coach cat, I talk long enough here. I know you like <laughs> to get on the mic and you're already on the mic the year. This is what you do, right? You're used to this. So for those that are new, they're just listening to the podcast for the first time where they're new within our community. We had, you know, 30 people uh, kind of enroll in our community uh, this past week on Facebook. Um, let them know who are you, where are you from? What do you do? All right. Hi, everybody. Hello. I'm Coach Kat. I'm from North Brantford, Connecticut, which is a very small town that borders New Haven. I'm for those who are looking during the day. I'm a project engineer. But that's not important. At night, I am a fitness instructor at our local YMCA. And I'm also obviously one of the run coaches, along with Coach Lou, Whitney, and LaToya on the Healthy Runner um, group. So I've been teaching specifically a treadmill class for a little over three and a half years. I have taught every single week, once a week on Tuesdays. I have not missed one Tuesday treadmill class that I've taught in over three and a half years. And that includes during COVID. Hence, I started off teaching at our gym, COVID hit. I had a full house. Every treadmill was used, COVID hit. I had a treadmill in my house. So now I started streaming from my house. So I do the treadmill class now from my house. So people, you know, felt a little more comfortable. So I, I do like it. the treadmill. <laughs> yes, you do. And this is why I wanted to bring you on for this episode. And I think when we were having our coaches meeting uh, way back when, I think we were talking about doing kind of deep dive episodes with our coaching team and kind of what content we wanted to give. I think even everyone in the group kind of was <laughs> like, Kat, you have to do one about treadmill running. Yes. So I'm super excited that we're finally here and we're doing this kind of deep dive on treadmill running. All right. So for those of you who actually um, maybe missed out on last week's episode, we did a great episode of kind of a little nice New England 5K road race. And I had the pleasure of interviewing uh, John Myers, the race director of the Southington Apple Harvest uh, Festival road race. So if you want to learn more about that race, if you want to learn about uh, what New England 5K running is like, and check out that episode. Um, the other thing that I talked about in that episode is being the community partner. Our Healthy Runner coaching team is the community partner for this race. And one of the things that we did launch for those that are local who are running the Apple Harvest Festival is our team Healthy Runner 5K program. 
Coach Cat is kind of spearheading that. She's got a lot of experience with couch to 5K runners, uh, you know, coaching folks to their first 5K, as well as crushing 5K goals. So we just launched the program. Today is literally day one. Um, so everyone is onboarded who has signed up. We would love to get a couple more runners and help you out in getting to your 5K goal this fall. So if you are interested in our program, you can check it out. I'll drop the link in the show notes. Um, get in. You got to get in like within the next couple of days um, because we want to get you up and running and do it in a safe manner. So check out the previous episode that we went in depth on that program. And if you still want to get in the program, we are taking a couple more runners um, that we're looking to onboard so that you can really kind of crush a 5k goal, get the strength plan, get the running specific exercises, get a run plan, get the guidance support you need from an expert coach like coach cat. Uh, she's going to drop some of her knowledge today. And so I just wanted to tell you about uh, that program, but let's get into this topic, yeah. Coach Cat. Let's talk treadmills. And yes. first off, let's start with the basics here. What okay. are the different types of treadmills out there? Um, we've got a couple of questions in our group before. Um, someone's looking to purchase a treadmill um, because it is getting dark. And I know this is going to be an episode depending upon you know when you stumble upon it. I think we're going to highly reference this one when it starts getting days are getting shorter and it's getting darker outside. It's getting colder and people are going to be looking at maintaining their running fitness, right? And they've maybe picked up running. They've noticed the mental benefits, the physical benefits. You're like, I am a healthy runner. I want to continue. And I'm thinking about getting a treadmill. What are the types of treadmills out there, Coach Cat? Okay. Well, basically all treadmills are just allows you to keep walking kind of, I will say like a hamster on a wheel, but keep walking, keep walking. But there's different types of treadmills in terms of quality. And I am not here to recommend one brand over the other. I, I wanna be clear, I don't represent any brand. I personally have a Nordic track. Mine is a commercial version because I use it almost every day for different reasons. It gets used every day. I'm a heavy user of the treadmill. So I decided to get the commercial version, but there's less, I'm gonna say expensive versions. The differences you will find is how important is incline to you. Some treadmills only go up to a 12, this one goes up to a 15. Some treadmills will actually have a downhill element. This one does not, but a lot of treadmills, the higher end you go will have an up and a down. Also, is a screen important to you? Do you want to be able to watch TV or watch a program right on the treadmill built in? Those are of course gonna drive the price up. There's a lot of bells and whistles. You can get really, really elaborate, but the basic, if you're just looking to purchase a treadmill, you don't necessarily need a high incline. You don't necessarily need that screen. Then don't worry so much about the name brand. However, I will say the most important thing about the treadmill, regardless of the brand, is how smooth it feels. So try it out before you purchase it, if possible. If it feels bouncy or it's like stuttering, that's obviously a mistake or something you don't want to purchase. You want it to be a very smooth treadmill because you're going to be on this for a while. So in terms of price, quality, bells and whistles, the most important thing, in my opinion, 
is you want the belt and the rollers to feel smooth. You don't want it to be starting and stopping a little bit, making noises. And from there, you can look at prices. I don't necessarily think one brand, like I said, is better than another. I just am very, very happy with this one. And it's been getting heavy use in the past, like three and a half, almost four years. So just make sure you try out the treadmill and see if they have maybe a 30 day trial period to see if you like it or return, because that would be to me the most important thing. Would you say that would be different if someone was using maybe once or twice a week for a run versus someone who's going to do the majority of their running on the treadmill? Like, do they want to look at different like price points? Like is the higher price point ones going to be more durable? I will say from my research and from people who I've talked to, if you are going to be using the treadmill heavy, heavy like me, you kind of want to stick with a more of a brand name, um, a Nordic track, a Peloton. Um, they are a little pricier, but I'm pretty hard on equipment. I mean, I'm really actually, I can break anything. And the fact that this treadmill is still running with no problem is amazing. That in itself should be a credit to Nordic Track because I'm telling you, my mother always said I was a bull in the China shop. She wasn't kidding. <laughs> so I would say yes. If you're just looking to start getting into a fitness program, you're going to 5K people, beginners, walk, run. You don't need to worry so much about incline. You don't need to worry so much about those higher end treadmills. But if you're a serious runner, or you're gonna be on the treadmill four or five days a week, you're gonna log long miles, and I'm talking six miles and above, you probably do want to invest, but do your research. I happen to get this one on a Black Friday sale. So that's a key. A lot of times the Black Friday sales are really, really good for treadmills for whatever reason. Um, So keep an eye out for pricing, do your research, check the reviews, um, that's probably the best I can tell you. Oh man. I always love myself a good black Friday deal. Uh, oh, there's yeah, been this, many, many black Fridays where I've been was literally 50% off on black Friday. Wow. Yes. Oh man. That's awesome. I, I, I love that. But you have to understand I was stalking the websites. <laughs> like I was stalking at four or five up until I found the perfect deal. So yeah, I've I've used Black Friday to get my girls gifts, obviously, but honestly, I've used Black Friday to like shop for myself uh, <laughs> most years <laughs> to get those deals right on things that we want um, that you can get some awesome deals. And I just want to those of you who are here on the live, like honestly, like, do you guys think uh, Coach Cat is talented or what? Like, just watching you actually walk on the treadmill and have that like in-depth conversation that you just spoke about without like a hitch at all (laughs) in what you're saying you guys want to see me run and talk it's just like teaching a treadmill class but (laughs) i i just i don't want but i'm this is a low speed for me but yeah i just like i said i've been doing this for so long i'm just used to walking and talking on a treadmill i can chew gum too No, this is talent, honestly. And then uh, I'm really looking forward to those of you who are watching this video and you're listening. You got Coach Cat here who's walking on the treadmill. I see a punching bag in the background. So I'm just waiting for her to get off of the treadmill and start like throwing a couple of jabs. You want me to throw off the jab? That's my Instagram. 
For those who don't know, this is a side note. I was an amateur boxer. That's why there's a heavy bag back there. Um, so yeah, just so you know why there, there's also a speed bag. I don't know if you can see that. So just a very side note. So that's why I always feel safest on group runs, uh, <laughs> running with coach cat in case, case something fishy goes on. I know she'll be able to protect us. <laughs> oh yeah. No worries. I got you. I love it. All right. Let's get back into treadmill running. Um, so what would you say the benefits of treadmill running are? Well, there's a lot of benefits. I wouldn't say there's just one benefit. And one of the main benefits, which we'll talk about later, is also one of the main negatives, but climate control. So if it's thundering out, I don't go running in two conditions, thunder and lightning and ice, because neither of those will end well for me. So if it's bad weather, inclement weather, treadmill's great. If you work a job where you can only run really early or really late at night, and maybe you're not comfortable running at those times by yourself, you're not maybe in the safest area, very good option. If you have children and you can't get out, you have to watch your children or you just don't have the time to go somewhere, treadmill is a great option. Um, those are all different, what I'm gonna say positives, that come to mind obvious, like obvious um, obvious reasons. However, there's some less obvious reasons. You get a new pair of sneakers, right? They come in the mail. Maybe you didn't try them on. You bought them on Amazon. You wanna try them, get on the treadmill. First of all, they don't leave any marks on the bottom. So nobody knows you didn't go outside and run in them. So they look fairly new when you're done if you wanna return them, I did not really. I've never done that. But <laughs> We're not promoting try, that here on the Healthy Runner podcast. <laughs> but you can try new sneakers out in the safety and you'll know right away if they're not good, you're not two miles into a run. You're right in your house. You can try new running gear on. If you bought a new pair of shorts, a new sports bra, girls, make sure you try that before you go out on the road, trust me. Um, a new tank top, something new, you can try that, you know, um, in the safety of your house. You have a new hydration belt, a new vest. When I do my long runs, unfortunately, I can't get outside because as much as I love the treadmill, outside's the way to go. But if I can't do it, I put my hydration vest on, fill it with water, have my chews, all my gels, my nutrition, practice it just like a regular run. I practice how the hydration vest feels. You can try out new fuel on the treadmill safely. If you're like me, my stomach doesn't always agree on runs. I wanna try a new gel, I'll try it. If I need to stop in the bathroom or whatever is right there. So there's sometimes not so many obvious benefits that you don't think of. You don't think of maybe trying new gear out on a treadmill, but a safe place to try this stuff out where if you, if something goes wrong, you're right there. I love that. I I've honestly never even thought about that myself. Um, that makes so much sense, right? Because once you're out there, like you're out there and if yep. you have a running belt, a running vest, that's just hitting you in the wrong way, isn't working, you need to adjust it. You're it's like, you're stuck with it, right. For the rest yep. of your run, um, as opposed to trying it where you can pop it off, uh, switch it out 
And then, yeah, yeah mentioning the uh, fueling options and running to the bathroom, that's definitely convenient indeed, um, because we've all been there before yeah. that unfortunately you have to go and there's no place to go around, right? If you're out there on the road, um, you're out there on a, you know, a trail somewhere. Um, so those are some great benefits that I really didn't even think about at all. Um, what about, are there any negatives? Is it bad to run on actually, you know what, before we even do this coach cat, I feel like I probably should mention this because I mentioned this in my like intro intro story. If you guys ever listened to like my intro to the podcast story and how I actually became a runner is I used to run on the treadmill, um, in the gym all the time as part of cardio, kind of the gym rat. And then when I had my hip arthroscopy, so I had a labral tear in my hip, I had a piece of cartilage that was torn. My orthopedic surgeon said, whatever you do, just don't run on the treadmill. And part of the reason for that is, is a specific condition in your hip where you get this FAI, we call it femoral acetabular impingement, is in the front part of the hip. And basically running on a treadmill causes the front part of your hip joint, your femur, the long bone inside the socket to ride forward basically where they did the surgery, they shave off bone, they sutured my labrum back on. So you didn't want that bone to like rub into where they did the surgery. So we said, just don't run on the treadmill, go run outside. I was like, I've never done that since I was a kid. Um, how do I do that? And I just went outside and ran and loved it ever since never looked back. Right. And now we're here. So that was like one negative I see from a medical standpoint, if someone does have hip pain, especially if they've had pain in the front of their hip, this anterior hip pain or impingement in their hip, sometimes this kind of what we call anterior glide syndrome can occur in your hip, that it could be a negative to run on the treadmill. So that's really like the only kind of thing that I've known of from my personal experience and treating a lot of runners with hip pain um, that I've not, you know, had them advocate running on the treadmill. And if I did, I would always have them put a slight incline on it. And that will help seat basically your hip joint a little bit better, gets the ball in the socket. But that's like the boring stuff, the medical stuff that no one wants to hear about. But that, that was my take. But what are some other kind of negatives or maybe cons of, um, you know, running on the treadmill? All right. Well, one obvious con is also one of the positives, climate control. If you're doing this for health and fitness, it doesn't play so much a role. But if you're training for a race, avoiding the bad weather out there, just because you don't want to run in the rain, the heat, the humidity. I don't like heat or humidity. Everybody knows that about me. Where's Alexis? I have to give her a shout out. But <laughs> she knows um, rain. I do love though. That's for Gene. That's the Gene reference. But, um, climate control is good for, like I said, thunder, lightning. If you really don't feel safe running outside in weather, but that is a negative because your race day, if you're training for a race, you need to get out there in all elements. The other negative is it's. I don't want to say linear. But the belt is moving for you. The bottom belt is moving for you. So it's actually a slightly unnatural cadence. When you're outside and you're running on pavement, you have minor ups and downs, minor hills. You adjust pace based on, um, based on what you're doing or, or what your environment is. On the treadmill, you sit at one pace, it's going that constant pace. That is not a natural 
I'm going to say that's not really a natural way to run. So there are ways to work around that, which I'll talk about. And that also ties into, I don't know if we're there yet, but into the RPE and why it feels harder to run on a treadmill. Um, but another negative, you know, is if you just do a flat, you never mess with the incline, you're not going to get that experience. You're not going to engage all those muscles that you would normally engage when you run up a hill, when you run down a hill. So if you're always running on the flat and your race is hilly and you've been running on a treadmill, you're going to get to that race and be like, what the heck is this? And your body's not going to be happy with you. That DOMS, delayed onset muscle soreness, will kick in before the delay. Um, but so you need to mix it up. And I'll talk a little bit more about that later, about how to mix up the treadmill workout if you are training for a specific race. Um, I'm thinking really those are the only negatives from a physical standpoint. The mental, I'll talk about obviously the dreadmill syndrome, which. <laughs> Oh yeah. I think we've all been there before. And I would definitely add to that too. I feel like from a muscle activation standpoint, it is a bit different because like you said, the tread is kind of going backwards. So I feel like you don't have to propel yourself forward as much as you do on the road where you might need to kick in your calf muscles and even your hamstrings to like when your foot hits the ground to propel yourself forward um, as opposed to like popping down on top of the tread that's actually moving underneath you. So I, I would also add into that, that you might not be getting the same muscle activation that you are getting on the road. So kind of specificity of training principles, you know, would say if your goal is a race that is going to be outside, the majority of your running should be done outside um, in order to actually train those muscles for the specific activity you're looking to do. Um, if you're not going to be running outside, then yeah, it's not going to make a huge difference. So hopefully that makes sense. Um, but I love, you know, the benefits and I think the treadmill does get a bad rap in a lot of running yes. circles and we'll get into that. It does. It, does. But it doesn't have to be. My whole point of that is that it doesn't, oh, I am. All right. I'm going to bring it down. I promised I wouldn't talk too much with my hands. So maybe I have the treadmill thing. Um, you should not train one specific way necessarily for a race. If your race is outdoors, yes, you can, you should run outside, but there are times when a treadmill run is better than skipping your run. So if you're training and you need to get a four miler in, but it's 11 o'clock at night, you have a child sleeping upstairs and you still have the energy, but you can't necessarily leave your house to go for that four mile run, but you have the treadmill, hop on the treadmill. So. Absolutely. Yeah, I agree. If you can get that run in and, you know, it stays to your plan, if you're on a four day run plan, a five day run plan, and you're able to get more consistent, because remember guys, consistency is key. And if you're able to get consistent runs in, even if it is on a treadmill, that is better than skipping that run because those will add up over time. And I know you mentioned before like RPE. So yes. for those that are new to that rating of perceived exertion, um, you know, why is it that it does feel harder to run on a treadmill than it does if we're running outside? Well, I've actually done some research because I get a lot of this and there's no 
I'm going to say consensus to this. But from my experience, it's because when we run outside, like I said before, we do not stay if I'm just going to make this easy. A 6.0 on the treadmill speed is a 10 minute mile, just to make it easy for the math. And plus, I hate odd numbers, so we're sticking with even. So if you're consistently on your treadmill, it's constantly going at a six, a, a 10 minute mile. Unless I've never really seen most people run at 10, exactly 10.00. It could be 10.10, .10, maybe a 9.55. We adjust our body naturally. You may not be aware of it. You probably aren't aware of it, but you adjust your body differently when you're outside. The treadmill doesn't allow you to do that. So when I teach my treadmill class, rather than have people focus on a speed because I never will give a speed, I have walkers, I have runners, I'll tell them focus on your RPE. You may need to toggle that speed up and down. If you're supposed to stay at an RPE of about a five conversational pace, then for maybe a first couple of minutes, that's gonna be different than then the next couple minutes, you know, when you go for a run, the first minutes feel very different than the last minutes. We naturally adjust out there, but we don't naturally adjust on the treadmill. And that is where you need to do. You need to listen to your RPE feeling. How do you feel? That will kind of mimic and make it less difficult, in my opinion, to run on a treadmill. That makes sense. Yes, that makes total sense. And even like, I totally didn't even think about that. Honestly, I didn't even think about that. I was just going to think, I thought your answer was going to be like, well, because climate inside, it's usually hotter and it feels like you're not going as far and that's why it feels hard. But that like makes total sense though, from like a science standpoint, I know you're a big science person, right? That you're not adjusting. And when we are outside, we are making those subtle adjustments. And here we're forcing ourselves to stay at the same pace, essentially, right? Yep. Unless you're constantly adjusting, um, you know, the speed of your treadmill. And I guess that's probably a good segue to kind of let's, let's talk about that. Uh, the kind of the, the treadmill aspect of things and how do you pass time on a treadmill? So it doesn't feel so long and it doesn't feel like the treadmill. I've been waiting for this question. I'm going to save my favorite answer for the end because it references some movies. But um, basically when I, and I'm, I go back to how I teach my treadmill class because people who hate the treadmill, who've taken my treadmill class are shocked. And Jen, Jen, if she may not be listening, but she's taken my treadmill class. It's an hour class and it's, people don't realize how fast that goes because I change it. It's more of a hit class, high intensity interval training, but that's for walkers or runners. So I might have a person, I'll say, all right, let's run nine, run walker jog 90 seconds at an RP of five conversational pace, 30 second recovery, then push it for 30 seconds. And whether that push, if you're walking is a, maybe if you're at a 3.0 speed, push it to a 3.1, or if you're Lou, who has taken my treadmill class, and he puts it onto the nine and pushes it to the nine five for that 30 second sprint, <laughs> um, you know, I mix it up. Then we'll add a hill, a hill at a comfortable pace, maybe for a quarter mile if you're talking about actual running and not just the class. And then 
bring it down to a walk at that same incline, then push, 30 second push, a 30 second push, slow it down. So you keep mixing up the speed and the incline and the time duration, whether you're using a time like a seconds, like 30 seconds, 90 seconds, a minute, or you're even doing miles. The other day I did a treadmill workout and I, so what I did was I started, let's just for easy numbers again, started at five. At point quarter mile, 5.2. Next quarter mile, 5.4. Then I put the incline at the next. Every quarter mile, I changed the variable. When I reached the speed, I really felt I couldn't hold anymore and it was approaching danger zone. I started easing off the speed until I recovered and then I upped the speed. So I did every quarter mile. And by the time I'm done, it's like, wow, I did all this miles. And I never stopped. I just did a little bit of recovery. You know, I bring the speed down. So that's one aspect. People make the mistake. They get on the treadmill, right? Jump on the treadmill, hit go, and just run. No change in incline or speed for like 40 minutes. Yeah, that would be boring. That would be very boring. I could not do that. I do not do that. You would, I would be bored out of my wits. You need to mix it up. So I've created treadmill plans for people who do a lot of treadmill running and you start, you stop, but you just change the variables. You don't want to get right on the treadmill and just run for like 40 minutes at a flat, at like a 6.0 speed and that's it. You'll go insane. I'm with you if you go insane. And I just want to segue one thing. My biggest pet peeve is people who jump on that treadmill and don't do a dynamic warm-up. It is the same as the road. You need to do your dynamic warm-up before you get on the treadmill and go. There's no difference. Your body is you just need to do the dynamic warm-up. That's all I'm saying. Oh my goodness. There's so much, so much there to unpack. I guess first off, because I'm such a you know, I'm such a big proponent of the dynamic warm-up. Yes. Um, I'm going to agree with that point. Um, indeed, even though it's not outside, you're still exercising. You're still giving an effort level. You need to actually warm your body up so it is ready for that activity. So for those of you runners who are listening to this right now, and you're like, you know what? I've always done this since high school. I've always done this since college. I just put on my running sneakers and I don't think about it. I just head out the door. Um, trust me, like I have many, many clients who have been you. And then they say, when they start doing the warm up, they're like, Oh, my goodness, I never thought like I can actually feel good during the first couple of miles of running, I don't feel like a stiff board, it doesn't take me two or three miles to actually feel like I'm loose. Um, so please start doing a dynamic warm up. Um, for those of you that don't have a dynamic warm up, we've created one for you. So we have our five minute warm up for runners on our YouTube channel. It's our most popular video. Uh, those on Facebook, if you haven't seen the video yet, just put in dynamic warm up. I will shoot you the link to the video where you can check it out on our YouTube channel. It should be very easy to find if you just even search, you know, on the Spark Your Training YouTube channel, five minute warm up, you'll see it come up. I really lay out exactly how to do it. Um, so it's very easy to follow. Usually folks will watch it three or four times, you know, with the video, and then you get the movements down and um, you have your little warm up and your body's primed and ready to go. So thanks for that uh, plug of 
warming the body up, but really getting back to kind of preventing boredom on the treadmill, Coach Cat. I think really what you spoke about is I, some of the elements that sound familiar to um, a previous episode, we had um, Mario Fraioli on, and he talked about kind of adding in speed work earlier in running. Um, that's different speed work. It's more like play. And as you described this, I thought about that episode with Mario and how he described it as, you know, changing up things to make your body kind of run a little bit faster, but doesn't necessarily need to be super hard. And the way you described that, I didn't take it as like speed work intervals. Yeah, you no. can probably keep your runs as a easy run, but alter the variables that you talked about with incline and speed. Is that correct? Yes. Okay. And if you want to do time, maybe every 90 seconds, every, or maybe five minutes, I like the quarter miles but that's a Fast and Furious reference, but I like, and if you do, I've, I've mentioned that in every single one of my <laughs> podcasts, have. but I have to add a new movie reference. When things get really boring, even for me, and I'm telling you, I, I've had to do some long runs on the treadmill and I'm talking above 10 miles. If I'm getting close to the end and I'm struggling, you, you need, to, you can always watch TV. I should add, if you have a TV, you can always watch TV. I listen to music, but there's one scene from Avengers Endgame. If anybody is out there who watches Avengers, the last final scene where Cap, Cap America is about to beat Thanos. He's by himself. The portal's open, okay? That is a 20-minute scene. I can watch that two, three times in a row. And it'll get me through those treadmills because it's just such a great scene. I can also give you word for word verbatim everything by now in the 20 minutes. But that's my go-to. And I can tell you, if that doesn't get me pumped to run on this treadmill or get me through, then that means I'm really fatigued. So sometimes you have to say to yourself, if you have another two miles on the treadmill, is it true fatigue in the body? Or is it just mental fatigue, which are both equally fatigued? You both are fatigued. I put that video on, so you should find something that pumps you up, whether it's a song, a podcast, a thing on the TV, Netflix, whatever, that'll get you going. If you still are fatigued, then you know maybe you need to back it off. And I'm also gonna give a shout out to the Disney Breaking 2. It's about Ilya Kipchak who tried to, who did in Berlin actually, break the under two hour marathon, but this is where he, the race before, how they prepare. I've watched that on the treadmill. It's about a 50 minute, 55 minute documentary. It's really hard not to run fast when you're watching this. <laughs> I mean, it, it, it's really hard. He's, we're talking about a four 30 minute mile here, but it encourages you. So find something that pumps you up, whether it's a movie, whether it's a song, Marvel, <laughs> Endgame, and Breaking 2, two totally separate things, but both work very well. Um, that will take that boredom out. It really will. Before you know it, it will be gone. You, you're, you'll be like, I already finished this? Yes. Right. So find really what motivates you as opposed to you just staring at your wall or staring okay. at the numbers on the treadmill, just watching them slowly tick up. 
<laughs> you know, your mileage and you're like, oh my goodness, I need to run four miles. I and know. now I'm at <laughs> 0. Yes. 0.01, 0. 0.02. Um, yes. No, those are some great points. I love, I love those tips. Hey, healthy runners. This episode that you are listening to right now is sponsored by our friends over at You Can Nutrition. And we all love their products. They're Patented super starch, which delivers that steady, long-lasting energy without the spike and then the crash, and their new UCAN Energy Edge gel that you can take with you during your runs. But today, I needed to share this with you because it's summer, it's hot, we're getting sweaty out there, and we are losing a lot of electrolytes. So how do I replenish my electrolytes during my long, sweaty runs is with UCAN's Hydrate product. I love this product. I've been using it for 10 years now. It provides you the electrolytes to stay hydrated without the sugar, so you get that like spike and then a crash in your energy levels. So since you are a part of our Healthy Runner community, you will always get 20% off all of your orders at youcan.co. Just use code HEALTHYRUNNER during checkout when placing your order. Go ahead and give UCAN's Hydrate a try for your next long, sweaty run, and trust me, you won't regret it. Now let's get back into this episode. How about shoes? Are there like specific shoes we should be wearing for treadmill running? No. The only thing I will say is, again, if you want to try a new pair of shoes out, it's safe. The only shoes I will not recommend you run in is something like, I almost want to say a yoga shoe, or you really don't want to run on true trail running shoes because of the spikes on the bottom or they're even though they're not metal spikes, they're those hard plastic things to dig in and grip, they can damage the, um, they can actually damage the belt over time. So you wouldn't really want to use a tr true trail running shoe on the treadmill or something that's maybe made for like a yoga or a Zumba, unless you're walking, because it, it, it's a little slippery, but just your regular running shoe. Any shoe mimic, the conditions on the treadmill that you're going to use out there from your clothing to your shoes to your ear ipod you know anything and i am not running with this microphone when i'm teaching when i'm out there just so you know because <laughs> this mic pack no i love it so what i took away from that is you don't want your trail shoes that have like super super grip stuff on it because it could damage the tread Yes. on the treadmill and then those that are more made for like almost dancing like zumba class yeah. something you could turn and spin because they yeah. don't have enough grip where it's going to be like almost slippery especially if you start sweating all over your treadmill it's going to create like a fall hazard so we don't want that right we want to stay healthy we don't want yes. any injuries no we don't injuries. want to trip <laughs> all right so this uh, question i'm really excited to ask because i'm really curious about this because you guys <laughs> know my my passion for strength training in order to run so can you actually strength train on a treadmill? <laughs> oh, I'm so glad you asked that question. Yes. Um, it's going to look very different maybe to people who think of strength training as weights because you're not really going to use a weight on a treadmill. What you can do, if I tend, I can, I'll do it here. I don't care. I do this in class. You could straddle your treadmill and you can do squats for a minute. Slow controlled squats. It works on your balance. I'm gonna bring the treadmill down to the lowest speed. You can do walking lunges. You can do Ooh, your- I like that. Like that. You can do all kinds, you can do the side shuffles. 
that's the strength. But the other strength, and I laugh because people don't believe it's possible that I do this in class, push-ups on the treadmill, easier version than on the floor if you're just starting. Make sure your back is straight and bend your elbows 90 degrees. It's almost like a wall push-up, but it's a little different. It's great for beginners who want to try to do push-ups. Um, I do a lot of squats, a lot of walking lunges, side lunges. Um, I tell people if you're uncomfortable, yes, you can get off the treadmill, but that dynamic, you can do a lot of that. Hill work. I can put this on a 15 incline and power walk up. Your glutes, you, you trust me, everything, you will feel it. That is a version of strength training, right? Absolutely. <laughs> Getting those glutes going, definitely. Yes. But and I'm kind of walking lunges, you know, side lunges, push ups. You can, if you really want to get creative, you can do tricep dips off the thing. I've done just about every strength training exercise you can think of utilizing this treadmill. Hey, Kat, you know, one of my favorites, because I remember way back when, and for those that don't know, um, I've known Kat for years now. Uh, <laughs> we've helped, we've helped her become a healthy runner. Like yes. that's what's like, I love about your story and how much you contribute to our healthy runner community now is because you started from being, you know, the patient way back when yes. and learning about like what exercises to do. Um, mm -hmm. You know, the resisted sidestepping for like the gluteus medius muscle those side hip muscles with the yes. minivan, like, obviously I would say you definitely need to be like pretty coordinated, but have you ever tried like putting the minivan around your leg and doing the sidestepping actually on the treadmill where you're not well, like having to go across a room? Okay. That wouldn't be honestly, safe. Probably. I never have. Um, okay. I could try that and let you know how it goes. I'm not videotaping it, but, <laughs> but I can, um, I'll let you know. I have never tried that. Um, I'm just thinking about someone who has a really small room and right. they don't have a lot of like, they can't take five steps in one direction That's versus true. the other. Um, and they're pretty try. coordinated. I would say, you know, I would definitely put a little safety on that, uh, that you need oh. to be pretty coordinated. You feel like your balance is good. You're safe. And yeah. you can do some resisted sidestepping with the mini band. Cause to me, that makes like sense that you'd actually be able to get some good glute need activation, um, with the treadmill there. So I'm just thinking about people, like I've seen people post, you know, who are like quarantined and it's like, they can't go outside and run like in different parts of the world right now. And they're like, the only thing they could do is work out in their hotel room and use their right. treadmill. Um, I'm just thinking about those folks. But you can do, I mean, like I said, you can do push-ups. you can do the walking lunges. If you bring it down to a zero, you can do squats. I like to straddle the treadmill because it's a good length for me. Um, but you can do a lot of strength training also on the treadmill, not necessarily, like I said, with the weight, because that's a different type of strength training, but I do incorporate, I try to incorporate that strength training as much as I can. And after you've been running, maybe, you know, you're, you've been running and you've been running, take 30 seconds and start doing squats and then run again. <laughs> Yeah, I would imagine that is super hard. Um, yeah, I wouldn't recommend it if you're a beginner. I'm just saying. This is ways that you can incorporate strength training into a plan. Yeah, no, that's great. And I think these are all great tips. And just seeing like you actually talk about this while you're on the treadmill, it's like getting me pumped up. I feel like I need to hop on a treadmill right now and get some, uh, well, get some work in. I'm definitely looking at my distance going up. 
<laughs> today's my non-run day so that's why we're walking yeah and you know i think you kind of alluded to this before but because you kind of mentioned that i wouldn't give this to beginners that you know someone you know that is a you know a three-hour marathon or like coach lou like could actually do a treadmill class or a treadmill workout is these are all adapted essentially to any level of running if you're just starting oh, out walking definitely. versus if you are an elite you know types uh runner definitely when i teach the class i i my treadmill class to give you an example i'm going to use lou as an elite runner and i have my friend kathy who she'll kill me i know she's not listening she's in her 70s and she takes both of them have taken my treadmill class now you can be a walker or a runner and utilize the treadmill it comes down to the rpe rather than the speed so if you're just starting out my couch to 5k people yay shout out to all of you i think day one was you run one minute walk to repeat eight times so your run jog that's your pace you it doesn't matter you can do the walk at a comfortable pace for two minutes and then maybe up it a little bit maybe it's if you're at a 2.0 speed maybe up it to a 2.5 or even a 2.3 for that one minute then bring it down so you can incorporate walk running if you're new to running you're intimidated to go outside i understand i've been there um if you want to just do it in your house or at a gym you're comfortable then yes do that couch to 5k program on a treadmill but if you're say an advanced runner and you want to incorporate the more i'm going to say advanced sprints or whatever i you can do that as well so if i say 90 second run rpe of eight for a walker the rpe of eight is going to be a much much lower speed than an rpe of eight for lou so your speed will vary that's why i very rarely if ever i don't think i've ever told somebody to go a certain speed um just base it on rpe and that way it's adaptable to beginners to middle people to people who are really advanced because my rpe8 is not lose rpe and it's not kathy's rpe8 our speeds are all vastly different but we're still working at that rpe or rate of perceived exertion level so it is adaptable to beginners i would say if you are truly and you're just starting out i always tell people start conservative on your speed you can always increase the speed stay away from really like pushing yourself fast speed lower it a little bit until you're more comfortable with the treadmill i love it i love it oh my goodness so i'm really really excited of you sharing this information because i know how many people it's helped before and i've had you know you help my private clients stay motivated um to get in their runs with working on the treadmill right so i work with a lot of busy moms um, who have young kids and it is really hard especially summertime when they're out of school to be able to get in those runs you can't go outside let's say, you know, your spouse is out of the house uh, for work and you have young kids, you have to get your run in. So 
I thank you, honestly, for sharing this information. Before we actually close this out, for those on Facebook, if you have any questions at all for Coach Cat about treadmill running at all, drop it in the comment box. We'll get to it before we go. And as we're waiting for those to come in, um, for those that might have missed, it was a couple of uh, episodes ago, I did mention the research study that I'm doing um, with my physical therapy students um, at the university that we are looking for any runners who have been running a minimum of six months out there. If you guys can please do us a favor and participate in our research study, it's a quick online survey that should basically take you 10 minutes um, and will really help the body of evidence in us understanding running injuries. Um, we're looking to get um, 500 runners at least as part of our survey. This is kind of the first level of the um, research that we're really building out these next couple of years. So I would love for you guys to participate. So just check out the show notes um, for the, the link to be able to do this survey um, if you're listening to the podcast. And if you want to fill out the research survey, just type in research um, or survey into the comment box on Facebook, and I'll shoot you the link um, to that. And I thank you in advance for your participation. So Coach Cat. You know how we always end the show. We talk about the one misconception. And for today's topic, it's treadmill running. What If you can change one thing about the misconception of treadmill running, what would that be? Just one? <laughs> no, basically that the treadmill, the misconception that the treadmill is just something to hang clothes on. It can be a very versatile tool, whether you're just beginning to run or whether you are running at advanced levels. If you look at even elite runners, and I have studied them, they do use the treadmill. They have all kinds of bells and whistles. They have special treadmills. But even elite runners will use a treadmill now and then. So it can fit into any program from beginner to advanced. If you're on a race plan, it can work for people who are just looking to start out and get physically fit. It can be a useful tool, or I should say a useful tool in your arsenal of completing runs or getting healthy. It should not be, and I'm saying this, even though I love treadmills, it should not be if you're training for a race, your only source of running, because this does not mimic the outside at all. And yes, I love running outside. But there are times when you literally can't get outside. So don't be afraid to use the treadmill. Don't be afraid to experiment. What's the worst that can happen? You just turn it down a little bit. You go too fast, you turn it down. You go too slow, you speed it up. It's, don't be afraid to try it if you can. That's, and I do have to add one more thing because I bet you not many people know this fact. I knew you couldn't keep it to one thing. <laughs> no, this is nothing to do with the misconception. They, I looked this up for somebody else. They found that the first treadmills, and I don't know if I should tell you this. I'm not going to say the first commercial treadmill because I think that was in the 1950s. But the first version of a treadmill were given to prisoners to keep them physically fit back in like the 1800s, a version of a treadmill to keep them physically fit. Interesting. Interesting. Fun fact. Look at it. We fun got fun fact. fact on the healthy runner podcast going yes. on right now. And I, you know, I, I said that was going to be the last question. And of course, <laughs> just like you, we like to talk, right? Um, yeah. So sure. I asked coach Latoya this, and I'm interested to get your, your uh -oh. insight into, you know, we've run 
really three different uh, programs for our Team Healthy Runner program, whether it was half marathon, marathon, and now we have our 5K program. I'm curious to hear your thoughts about, you know, what's the thing that you really love most about um, working with the athletes that you work with um, in our Team Healthy Runner coaching program? I love seeing them succeed and reach their goals because I was one of them. I actually never really started running. I did it for boxing, but I never really started running until my 40s. So I was never an athletic person. I never really did it. And I, I remember that satisfaction and that sense of accomplishment crossing my first finish line, my first 5K, my first half marathon, which was only not too long ago, my first marathon. And soon we'll see how I feel on my first ultra marathon. Yay. We'll see. But I mean, <laughs> I, I love to see people succeed, especially the, the begin, not the beginners, but I don't mean just the beginners, but seeing somebody who's never run a 5K in first time in their life cross a finish line, I was there. I honestly remember the elation and like, holy, I did it, you know, and that just shocking feeling. And the same when I ran my first 10K, my first half, my first marathon, you know, that, that feeling. And I love to help people get to that because it's such a special feeling and it, you can't replicate it. I mean, it's just this really, really special feeling. And I remember it very, very clearly. Each one of my races I completed the first time. So I just love helping people achieve that goal. I can't run for you. I mean, I do enough running. I can't run your race, but I can help you get there. Met, like coach you, help you be your cheerleader, and then be there when you've crossed that finish line, either crossing it with you or at the other end, if I can't be at that race. So that that's just, I guess, a little longer of an answer than you were looking for. And no, and I think that that really comes through like your passion for that. And that's what I love about um, you, honestly, and how much you you know, give value, in, whether it's your weekly posts that you, you know, do in our Healthy Runner uh, Facebook group, or the special content that you provide on our team, um, within our programs, during our group runs for our local folks. Um, I think that passion you have for running and just remembering, and I, you know, invite you guys to check out the previous episodes that Kat has been on where she shared a little bit more of her background story and where yeah. she came from of not being, you know, the quote unquote athlete, right. Growing up and not running, you know, as she was younger and how she really used running to kind of be that challenge to, you know, get more fit and to lose weight. And you've accomplished that, that, and then some, and you were just like, such a ball of energy, like you're so motivating. And I just love having you on our healthy runner team. So thank you for honestly, all you do um, within our community. I, I greatly appreciate it. And we are just so lucky to have to have you. Thank you. Yeah. And all the and healthy runner community. I love every one of you, even if I don't know you. <laughs> yeah. And actually Cheryl says that she would love a one hour treadmill workout. Um, she's, um, she would have, would love to try one of yours. Are you able to share, um, if someone was interested in taking your class? Um, 
I do it through a virtual platform through the YMCA. And I can, if anybody is interested in that, I can send you the information. Basically, it is a, a $10 a month for unlimited classes with all of the YMCAs across the United States. I teach Tuesday, I teach a Monday, Tuesday, and Thursday class, but I teach a core class on Mondays. I teach a treadmill class on Tuesdays. But if somebody is interested in that, I can definitely forward you the information. There's a specific link and I don't, it's easier if you're just really interested. Or if you just wanna talk to me one-on-one, -on -one, feel free. Um, you can take one of my classes. I may, I may be offering a class, you know, I was thinking of maybe just offering a class for any of the healthy runners, just to show you what it's like to take a treadmill class. Um, so That'd be awesome. If I, I'll have to find a day that works for me, but it would, and maybe do an at 45 minute class, you know, lead you from the start to the finish, record it so that if you wanted to take it another time, you could see what it's like. But if you have any questions about that specific, the programs I teach, um, feel free to direct message me or my email. This should be easy. Healthyrunnercoach at yahoo.com. Yes. I, oh, I love it. That. Sorry. Um, or direct message me, even Instagram. I'm hook off the jab. Boxing days. Um, and even if you have a question after this and you want to know about treadmills or you're like, I need a quick 15 minute workout. What should I do? Contact me. I have pages because I write everything down. I have notebooks of treadmill workouts. So, and they're all different. They're geared for beginners. They're geared for advanced. So feel free to contact me about anything, but specifically treadmill running, no worries. And like I said, if you're interested in the YMCA, the class I teach, direct message me and I'll get you that information. Perfect. Thank you for sharing all the places that people can reach out to you, get in touch with you. And I will also drop those in the show notes for those listening on the podcast. Uh, reach out to Coach Kat. As you can see, she's very approachable and she <laughs> loves uh, sharing any of her knowledge and her tips um, with all of you. So guys, thank you so much for tuning in. Those that joined us live on Facebook here, if you guys uh, loved what Kat had to share, hit that love button, hit the like button, uh, throw some hearts there. And <laughs> those who are watching on the replay within the Spark Your Training YouTube channel, or if you're listening to this on the podcast, shout out to you. I hope you're having a great run. And remember, every week we go live within the Healthy Runner Facebook group to kind of answer your questions, to do deep dives on specific topics, just like we did uh, here today. So catch us, check out the events tab within our Healthy Runner Facebook group and join the conversation, get your questions answered. And Kat, thank you so much again. Uh, this was awesome. I actually learned a bunch of new things I didn't even know about <laughs> running on a treadmill. So thank you. You're welcome. Good night, everybody. All right, guys. And as always, thanks again. Remember, stay active, stay healthy, and just keep running. Until next time. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of the Healthy Runner Podcast. Can I please ask you for a couple of favors? Can you subscribe to The Sucker wherever you're listening on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, or wherever so you never miss another episode? You'll be notified when a new episode drops every Thursday. Can you also please leave me a rating and review if you're listening on Apple Podcasts? 
What I want you to do is to tell them how awesome you are as a runner and then tell them what you have liked most about the show. I love to hear what you have to say. I read all of them and it means a lot to me. If you haven't seen the video version of this podcast, then head over to youtube.com forward slash spark your training and you can see the video version as well as our full video library of exercises that are specific to your running on the Spark Your Training YouTube channel. Also, if you like the content in this podcast, then you will like the community even better. Head over to our Healthy Runner free Facebook group so you can get all the bonus content, blog articles, and get your questions answered by myself and our team of Healthy Runner coaches. The fifth and final thing I want you to do is that you can help this podcast out by taking a screenshot wherever you're listening, whatever episode, and put it in your stories on Instagram and tag me. That is at SparkYourTraining. If you do this, I'll give you a shout out and repost it, sharing your running wins while listening to the podcast. More importantly, we'll be able to share this information with a lot more runners because that is the goal, guys. We want to get this information in front of as many runners as possible to help them stay healthy so they can stay on the road doing what they love. So take a screenshot, share it on Instagram stories, and tag me in it. You can also find out how I help runners as well as our brand new Healthy Runner Strength Program by visiting our website, sparkyourtraining.com. Thank you so much for listening, and I just love our Healthy Runner family. And remember, guys, let's stay active, stay healthy, and just keep running. Until next time.